Father, we just need, we're going to need you tonight, as we do every time we stand in this sacred place. Lord God, every word, every step. Lord, open the ears of our understanding, open our hearts to what you would say to your people tonight. Let us speak with clarity, out of the Spirit, by the Spirit, through the Spirit. And Lord, crown it with your presence, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why do the nations rage and people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. How many of you know that the rulers of the earth conspire together? How many of you know that? We live in a world that it should be becoming more and more and more apparent. Let me read that again. The kings of the earth set themselves against uh, and the rulers take counsel together. Against the Lord and his anointed saying, let us break their bonds into, in pieces and cast away their cords from us. But he who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. And he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in their deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. And I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations as your inheritance and the ends of the earth your possession and you shall break them with a rod of iron and you shall dash them into pieces like a potter's vessel now therefore be wise O kings be instructed you judges of the earth serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling kiss the sun lest he be angry and you perish in the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are those who put their trust in him. Let me read the last line again. Blessed are all those. I missed a word. Blessed are all those who put their trust in him. Can I read it again? Blessed are all those who put their faith, their trust, that's what it's talking about. You know when, when the psalmist says they put their trust in, it's talking about who put their faith in. Blessed are those who put their trust in him. Some trust in chariots, the Bible says. Some trust in horses. 
but I will trust in the name of the Lord our God. Hear me. I'll say it again. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. What is he talking about? Some trust in the might of a nation and its armies and in its political leadership. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. But I will trust in the name of the Lord our God. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. I come, I, I'm coming in two ways tonight. Treading lightly on one hand and come, like a bulldozer on the other. Because I tell you, day by day, I've had enough. But we're to be wise as serpents, the Bible says, but gentle as doves. Why do the nations rage? And the people plot a vain thing. The kings of the earth set themselves and, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed, saying, well, let us break their bonds into pieces and cast away their cords from us. Let's just cut straight to the chase of where we're at today. I tried to go to John chapter, into John chapter 1 all day, knowing that it wasn't there. It's not there. And I always want to be careful in personal situations and in, and in church situations and all of those things. But I come by tonight to say some things again. The fact that we're in church tonight having a church meeting and not a search party is a miracle. Yes. I'm going to tell you, the fact that we're all here tonight, because if it had been different, we would not be here tonight, I can assure you. We would be doing everything we can to find a 14-year-old girl. That's what we would be doing. But praise be to God, we're here tonight. Yes. Praise be to God, we're here tonight. But I'm saying that to say this. There's never been a pastor that loved the people any more than this pastor loves this church today. And I've never been more determined in all of my life to love people enough that if they, if they, if they, if they leave, they leave. If they stay, they stay. And you say, what are you? I've never been one that says if you don't like it, leave. Never have, never will. That's not what I'm saying today. I am saying that there is truth that has to be told, that has been told, and it's been washed, washed over, ignored, anything you can think of, because people either want to protect their own mind or, or don't want to believe the things that are true. Or, 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 or unsettled by the brashness of it or the frankness of it, but we've came to a place that, first of all, the Word of God says that if a trumpet makes an uncertain sound, how shall they be called to battle? It's high time that the pulpits in America stood up and said what is right and what is wrong. Let your yes be yes and let your no be no. There's some things I've made up my mind on. 
I've said it the last few weeks, but I want to say it tonight with conviction like I have never had in my life. If we can't have a move of God in Mad Christian Academy, then we will close Mad Christian Academy, period. If we can't have a move of God in our youth department, we will bring everybody to this room, period. If we can't have a move of God in Royal Rangers and Missionettes, whatever they call it today, in children's ministries, if we never play another game in the under on this property again, we are going to have a move of God. We're going to have a move of God. And let me tell you something, moms and dads and grandparents, I talk to you every week. It's high time that you realize that the time for a move of God is right now. The time for a move of God is now. The time for a move of God is now. Who are we going to have to lose? Who are we going to have to see walk away? Whose funeral are we going to have to have? Who's going to have to go to jail? Who's going to, who are we going to, who's going to have to be lost to the, to the crazy wacko agendas of this world? Why do the nations rage? And the heathen envision a hard thing. The, the councils of the, the kings of the earth counsel together. The whole world is, is conspiring against the church of the living God today because it's been foretold since the beginning that there were, the end times were going to come with dangerous times perilous times it describes it exactly how it is and it tell and it tells you the only solution is to preach the word to be instant in season out of season convince exhort rebuke with all long suffering that's the only way and we've got to pull our head out of the proverbial sand to think that in Mauriceville America that in Orangefield America that in Vider America that in that in Deweyville, America, that in Buna, America, that the schools are okay and that nothing's going on and that, and that they're safe. I got to tell you that we have the same problems as everybody else. It's the time to have a move of God is right now. Right now. Right now. Say, are you a little perturbed? I'm more than perturbed. I am downright angry. Downright mad. Not at people. Not at people. Not at all. My heart is for people. It's always been for people. I've made people mad. But the, 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 the hardest things to do is to look people in the eye and say, I told you and you were too stupid to listen to me. I've had that conversation lately. Not, you wasn't, listen to me. You say, Pastor, you shouldn't say that. Listen to me. They are not ignorant. When you've been told, when you've been given the word, when you've, when you've been pointed to, when you put it in their face and shown them what's going on, and they still refuse to listen, and they still say that, that, that oh, I'm a pastor, that's not ignorance, that's stupidity. And I have came to the place, whenever it comes to our children, and whenever it comes to a move of God and doing what's right, that it's, that it's either in or out. I mean, it's either hot or cold. By the way, scriptural. In or out, hot or cold. He, the, the, he told the church of the Revelation, he said, I would rather that you be hot or that you be cold. If you're lukewarm, I'm going to throw you up. You make me sick. Do you understand? That's what God said. You, if, you're, if you're hot, if you're lukewarm, you make me sick. Church, the time to pray is now. The time to fast is now. 
We're not here to play religion. We're not here to play. We're not here to play anything. We're here to have a move of God. A move of God. I don't care what the Assemblies of God does. In fact, they could burn it down and we'd be better off, to be frank with you. All of it. We're coming up with every scheme in the world to change the world except the Word of God and the power of the Spirit. Networks and... Don't get, I'll get in the flesh real quick, Matt. <laughs> Mom and Dad, Grandma and Grandpa, find out what they're watching. By the way, turn off what you're watching. If they're watching, let me tell you, they don't believe you. I can't, I'm here to talk to you. If you're watching, if you're, if you're setting up watching your favorite show that's on network television and, and, and everybody in the hospital has slept with everybody in the hospital. Are y'all even hearing me? Oh, it's my favorite show. I love the plot. Me too. Everybody in the building has slept with everybody in the building. Do we not even have a way to bless you anymore? Am I all right? Is this okay? Because I'm going to tell you what, your, your little darlings that you're trying to keep off everything, they don't believe you for a second. This generation can smell and taste a hypocrite from five miles away. They can. God help us. Oh, I could start saying things that but you don't want me to. I'll just go ahead and hit my own household. Is that all right? I don't care how good the plot of Chicago Fire is. They're all sleeping with each other, rotating partners, and, 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 we, and we watch the smut like it's great entertainment and then wonder why we don't have a move of God. Is that clear enough? Go ahead and plug the smut you're watching in, too. It's high time we got real about it. Is that all right? What are you saying, preacher? I want, I want to move a God worse than I want to spare your feelings. I'm praying for a move of God. I want to move a God worse than, worse than I want to be entertained by those couple of hours of, of that crazy junk. We've lost, the, the Word of God even talks about a people that have lost their ability to blush. Can I ask you a question? When was the last thing anything showed up that, that actually made you blush a little? I don't know anybody that can blush anymore. Because we're so conditioned to trash and think it's okay. Well, I don't have anything better to do. Pick up that book. I don't have anything. Say, I, don't, I don't have time to read. I don't have time to pray. No, you got time for what you want to do. That's what you got time for. Is it still okay? I'll tell you, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. 
When we're more concerned about what our kids' extracurricular activities are rather than if they know how to respect people. If that if they know how, that, uh, heaven forbid, they know how to read and write, never mind that. If they know how to respect people. If they know anything about the Word of God. If they know anything about a move of the Spirit. Mom and Dad, Grandma and Grandpa, this is our room tonight. They are never going to know anything about the things of God if you don't demonstrate the things of God at home and at church. Am I still all right? We're never going to have a move of God sitting on our blessed assurance in these black chairs either. I told you Sunday night, I'm, I refuse to give more attention to the Razorbacks than I do to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It may be the Aggies for you. It may be LSU for you. It may be some professional team. By the way, that all of them are financing everybody that's coming against us. You ought to think about that. You ought to think about that. Am I still okay? I didn't, I didn't come to mix words tonight. I come because I've had enough. I've had enough. There's a place to get mad. Now, you can't stay mad forever, <laughs> but there's a place to get mad. You know what I'm mad? I, I, I'm tired of seeing Christian people, believers, defeated. I'm tired of, seeing our, of losing our kids. I'm tired of parents that don't know that they're in charge of their household. If you have to put them in a room on a sheet to get them under control, my God, put them in a room with a sheet. Oh, you, you don't understand what I'm saying. Something to cover up with. It's hard to hide it if the room's empty. Take their door off. I, you know what? I've done that. Take their door off. Well, I need some privacy. You got privacy to poop and to take a shower, and that can happen in the bathroom, and this is how long you've got to do it. This is how long you've got to do it. You say, that's radical. Would you wake up? Because I didn't come to be funny tonight, and it's not radical. Wake up. Wake up. If they're good kids, let them be good. Don't be dumb. That phone belongs to you. Mom and Dad, listen to me. That phone belongs to you. You're not going to look at my phone. You ain't paying that phone bill, honey. That's my phone. I, I come to preach. Grandma and Grandpa, Mom and Dad, I came to preach, and I ain't playing no more. They don't, they don't own a thing. Mom and Dad, Grandma and Grandpa, they do not own a thing. Where in the world do we get the idea that it was their room and their, they ain't got no job? You bought it. Protect them. Guess what? It's hard. Guess what? It's hard. I'm going to say it again. Guess what? It's hard. When their smart mouth punk little friends show you what they are, you separate them from that smart mouth punk friend. 
before you have to regret it. Am I still okay? When's enough going to be enough? You know what I fell short on all of my life? I fell short all of my life on a family devotion around the kitchen table. So I'm going to tell you tonight, don't fall short on having a family devotion around the kitchen table. You know what your kids need to hear? Your grandparents need to hear? Listen to me. They need to hear you pray. I can tell you for a fact, there, uh, I, I can say a lot, my mama's right there. I can say a lot of things, a lot of things I can tell you, but I can tell you one thing for a fact. I grew up hearing my mother's voice down the hallway behind a locked door calling out to God for her kids and her family. Let your children hear you pray. I'm talking to me too. Dad, be, if, you're, if you're a man, let them hear you pray. Husbands and wives, you want to be a good husband? grab your wife by the hands and pray with her. It'll be the first time you do it, because I guarantee you most of this room's never done it. The first time you do it, it'll be the hardest thing you've ever done because that's the, it's the things that the devil fights against. I'm going to tell you, if you'll pray with your wife, you'll stay with your wife. If you'll pray with your children, you'll, you'll stay with your children. Let them hear you pray. Mag Church, when we pray in this room, raise your voice and pray. Oh, I'm just not that way. Can I, I, I'm going to put it out in Greek again. I do it every once in a while. I'll give you the word, Greek word for that. It is baloney. The word is baloney. I'm not that way. God didn't ask you how you were. He told you to pray. Am I still Okay. I don't know how to pray. You know how to talk. Well, I don't want somebody. What, what, I can't pray like them. So what? And God don't need you to pray like them. He needs them to pray like you. I'm going to tell you what will happen when people start to pray around mag. I'll tell you what will happen. when I already told you that, that prayer is not the armor. It's not the weapon. It's the battle. Then you know what will start happening when the battle starts getting fought? The battle will start getting won. Let them see you and hear you pray. That is more than now I lay me down to sleep. That is more than God is great, God is good. Let us thank him for his food. That is, oh God, if you don't help us, I don't know what we're going to do. You know what? That's okay for your kids to know if God doesn't come through. Somebody hear me. They need to hear dad and mom say, God, if you don't come through, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't. You know why? They need to see you dependent on God. They need to see it. But how else do they? If they think you're the one that figured it out, they're going to try to live their life that way. And you don't have it figured out. Why is this Sunday morning, Jeff? It ought to be Sunday morning. It ought to be Sunday morning. You know what? It's high time that whenever we call 
for people for, to, on Sunday mornings to the altar that the people of Mag Church that are saved and baptized in the Holy Ghost got on their feet and was to the altar before the people that need to be in the altar were there. And when they get there, that you get in their face and say, what do you need from God today? Not, that's nothing. Do you know that that's nothing? People need people that will pray with them through things. Are you hearing me? And we need to understand for far too long we have presented the idea that the baptism in the Holy Ghost was an option. I'm going to tell you, you can get to heaven without the baptism in the Holy Ghost, but it was never God's plan. I'm going to tell you again. See that? See, did, you know how, did you notice how it narrowed down the amens in a Pentecostal church? I'm going to say it again. Did you notice? I, I served notice to you today if you did not know it. Whether we went by Mauriceville Assembly of God or Mauriceville All Gospel Church, let me fill you in on something. It's a Pentecostal church. And it shouldn't be a secret that Pentecostal people are Pentecostal. And we shouldn't be ashamed or, or back off from the idea that people need the baptism and the Holy Spirit. You need the baptism and the Holy Spirit. You do. You do. You do. You do. It's not a grandma thing. It's not a, it's not a denominational thing. It is a Word of God thing. It was His plan for every believer. It was His intended norm. You should be seeking until you, well, I've come and I've tried. I've come and I've tried. I went for 31 years. And you know what? Whenever I received Jeff, you know what I realized instantly? That God was never the problem. Joe, I can tell you the moment I received, I knew immediately God was never the problem. The whole time, the problem was me. It was me. But you know what? It changed everything. Changes everything. You, it cha he changes everything. He changes everything. He changes everything. I'll say it again. He changes everything. Well, I don't, preacher, I don't know if you agree with that. I, it, you know what? It makes me not a hill of beans difference if you agree with that or not because it's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. It, it, makes, it doesn't matter. Not a hill of beans difference does it make. It's settled. And let me tell you what. Let me, let me help you out a little more. Well, I don't, that's just not for me. Then, then, when, then, then living in victory is not for you. Having the power to live for God. Having the power to be a witness. Having the power to hear, the, to hear the, what the Spirit of God is saying. Having the power to flow in His gifts. If it's not for you, then none of those things are for you. But I got news for you. It was for every believer. It was for every believer. It still says whosoever. It's for every believer. Is it still okay? You ought to seek him. You should, if you don't get, if you don't receive right down here, you know what? I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be seeking him on my way home. You know what? If I didn't on my way home, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be seeking him in the shower. You know what? If I didn't receive him in the shower, I'd be seeking him over my Cheerios. You know, if I didn't receive him in the, over my Cheerios, you know what I'd be doing? I'd be seeking him on my commute to work. You know what? You know what? I, I read some things. Ask. And you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. 
Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that seeks, finds. Everyone that asks, receives. Everyone that knocks, it's opened. You know what it literally means? Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. Won't you seek him? Why don't you ask him? You say, well, I don't know. I might get something crazy. <laughs> Honey, you already got something crazy. I've met you. We're not talking about her. It's not right. She ain't here. I hope she's watching. Five, four. Sit now. She's not watching. See, I know every once in a while in the meeting, you need to smile. You need to laugh. Pastor, you've lost your mind. You are exactly right. You know what I have found out? I'll tell you what I have found out. And I'm telling you, I know a lot of preachers, a lot of preachers that they've compromised for their children, who they used to be. They were powerful men of God. And today, they're watered down wimps because their babies come home, went to Bible college, in fact, and come home and say, well, that's just not the way it's done anymore. I thought, oh, yeah. Uh, well, go ahead and tell me about it, Mr. 21-year-old. Go ahead and tell me about all that experience. Go ahead and tell me. You, 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 you say, you, you, have, you don't believe God can use young people? Let me help you with something real quick. Let me help you with something real quick. Because they're going to say, David killed Goliath. Yeah, David did. You know what else? Before he ever met Goliath, David had killed a lion. And David had killed a bear. Until you've killed a lion and killed a bear, don't you come to me talking about how to kill Goliath. Because you don't know. That's right. That's right. Talking about our kids. Is it still okay? It's still all right? We're still all right. So I want to make sure. See, when I started getting a little pushback from some of my older kids, it didn't make me want to back off. There's something wrong with me, Andrea. There's something wrong with me. What's her name? Just so everybody in this house knows, her name is Vicky. <laughs> but I have found great pleasure in what's her name. I knew the day that I called her what's her name the first time. I knew her name was Vicky. And right now, Vicky's wanting to die. Thank you. She's all right. It didn't, there's something wrong with me. There, Jeff, there's something flat out wrong with me. Because whenever my kids started getting, it didn't make me want to back up. It wanted me to, it, want, it made me want to preach harder. Whenever I first got here and there's some people thought that they were going to rise up and surely they would bankrupt this church by them walking out. It didn't make me want to beg them. It, wanted me, it made me want to boot them. Right. 
I named me one of them signs that Brother Brinkle used to have. I put it right out there in front. Brother Brinkle used to preach it. We used to have a sign out in front of the church. You know what it said? Not for sale. Not for sale. Because that whenever people pull that junk on me, you know what it makes me want to say? Bye. There's something wrong with me. I ain't wired right. I'm telling you right now, I ain't wi- I, I'm not wired right. They tightened them down too tight or soldered them too, whatever. I'm not right. When I started preaching all those, protect your kids, protect your kids, protect your kids. I'm sent from the pulpit. They're sneaking out at night. I'm sent from the pulpit. They're, they're into this. They're, they're digging into anime. And I've told you, if your kids are digging into anime, you're going to lose them. I've told you. And the silly talk. And I've told the people, they ignore me. And you know what? When stuff happen, happens like it's happened the last few days, it doesn't make me want to back off. It makes me want to punch harder and harder and harder and harder because I'm not going to lose them. We're going to have a move of God. Now, there's something wrong with me. I think it was the same thing that got a hold of Peter. It's what I think. I think he wore about an 11 too and he kept both of them in his mouth all the time. I, Paul, I preach about Paul a lot, but I like Peter. You know why I like Peter? Because I, I, I identify with him. I didn't know you could get two size 11s in your mouth at the same time, but you can. He made big boast. I'll die with you. Man, when, when the, there was nobody at that cross except the women and John. That's it. Where was Peter? Round the campfire. Round the campfire. You one of them. No, I'm not. Remember, he says, you're not going to die. And Jesus said, get there behind me, Satan. You're an offense to me. Remember? Remember? He says, and then he says, we'll die with you. He says, unless you can. He says, we'll go with you. He says, unless you can drink in my cup. I don't, I don't know. I don't know him. Yeah, it's you. He says, your speech betrays you. No, I don't know him. If I know him, let the curse of God fall on me right now. Peter didn't cuss a blue streak. There's a lot of people think that Peter cussed a blue streak at the campfire that night because he said he cursed. No, what Peter says is, if I know him, let the curse of God fall on me right now. Are are y'all even know what I'm preaching about right now? Do you know what I'm preaching about right now? Are you hearing me? Next time you see him, of course, they're all scared and running. I mean, I get it. Then you find out that Peter's gone back to fishing. Go back to, going back to fishing. Jesus found someone. He said, go tell my disciples and Peter. Yeah. Don't let me tell you about the difference between Judas and Peter. I don't have time right now. Go tell my disciples, Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? God, you know I love you. Feed my lambs. Peter, do you love me? Jesus, I love you. Feed my sheep. 
go to all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. And these signs follow them that believe. My name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. If they drink of any deadly thing, it shall by no means harm them. Remember all that? I'll go tear you in Jerusalem until you be endued with power. And then you'll be my witnesses. That means, that means that you'll be willing to stand with me in the face of death. That's what it means. Remember, I have decided to follow Jesus. Y'all remember that? You know, that missionary and his family was in India, I believe it was. And the tribesmen had come and said, you'll renounce this Jesus or I'm going to kill your kids in front of you. He said, the cross, the world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, or the cross before me, the world behind me. And they did just what they said. They let the archers, let the arrow go and killed his children in front of him. He said, you're going to renounce this Jesus. It's a true story. Go look it up. It's a true story. He said, we killed your kids. The chief said, we killed your kids. You're going to renounce this Jesus or we're going to fix to kill your wife. With his kids, he said, I have decided to follow Jesus. I've decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. With his wife, he said, renounce or we're going to kill your wife. And he kissed his wife and told her he would see her in just a few minutes, that the pain wouldn't last long and eternity was going to be worth it. And he said, the world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me, no turning back, no turning back. You know what they did? They killed his wife. The chief said, you're going to renounce this Jesus. We've taken everything you got and we're fixing to kill you. What do you have to say? He said, though none go with me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, still I will follow. No turning back. No turning back. Something wrong with him, Jeff. There's something wrong with that kind of person. You should receive power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea. You know what in Jerusalem was? That is in your hometown, among your home people. Among your neighbors, among your schoolmates, among your workmates, among your people at the supermarket, you shall be my witnesses in your hometown, in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, in Samaria. You know, Samaria where nobody wants to go. And to the uttermost parts of the world, you shall receive. And it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one place and in one accord. That's not a Honda, that's in unity. And it says, and suddenly 
there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. It says, and they all, they all were filled with the Spirit. And all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And it goes on to talk about where all they were from. Oh, I'm preparing a message right now. I, I don't know where I'm going to preach it. If it's going to be here, if it's going to be, I don't know where it's going to be. But I, I'm preparing a message right now, Matt, on why I love Mary and you should follow her. I'm going to get to preach that to, to a bunch of Catholic ears, I guarantee you. Because you know what? I just go ahead and tell you, she's the, uh, why, why, would we follow, why would we follow Mary? Because she's the ultimate disciple. I'm not talking about the, I'm talking about just like Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Oh, look at your faces. Look at your faces. Look at your faces. Look around here. Look at your faces. Look at your faces. You know, when the angel said to Mary, you're going to conceive a son. She said, wow, how? And he said, the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. And she said, oh, be it unto me. According to thy will. Wow, I'm going to follow her. I'm going to follow that. I'm going to follow that. Next time I see her, she's at a wedding. First words, be it unto me. Last words, she's at a wedding. And they, he says, well, they run out of wine. Jesus, she, he said, woman, it's not my time. And she says, hey, guys, whatever he says, do it. Oh, whoo, that's the, whoo, somebody, whoo, that's the gospel on a bumper sticker. Whatever he says, do it. Whatever he, but you know what, what, you know what, let me tell you, I, I skipped something. In the middle of all that, and she looked around and she saw that there was a need. And she had compassion on the host and the people. That's the heart of God. That she saw, that, look at what Jesus did. He says he saw the crowds and had compassion on them. She saw the need and said, Jesus, this is an embarrassment to our friend, our relative. They're out of wine. What do you want me to do about it? My time has not yet come. Whatever he says, do it. So, hey, be it unto me according to your word. Hey, look, there's a need, Jesus. Only you can meet it. Whatever he says, do it. You know what she did? She went through the cross. Because whenever he looked down, he told John, he said, woman, son, he said, behold thy mother. And mother, behold thy son. She went to the cross. And through the cross. You know how I know? Because in Acts chapter 2, I'm about to feel some Holy Ghost up in here. Because in Acts chapter 2, it says, and, the, and the, these were here, 120, and the women, Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there on the day of Pentecost. And you know what? Mary was a Pentecostal tongue talker. You know how I know? Because it says, and they were all filled with the Spirit, and they all began to speak with other tongues. Because all I'm going to tell you, the last thing I see recorded in Mary is a tongue-talking Pentecostal holy roller. So yeah, 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 that was free. Wait till you hear me flesh that out a little. It's good stuff. And all this is going on. And they're creating a big stir and a big hoopla. I, I mean, I mean, Mac Church most of the time, and been Sunday, let me do Sunday morning for you. I don't 
think that's what caused them to think they were all drunk. What's wrong with these people? Oh, it's still early. What's wrong with these people? I don't, I, I don't think that's what caused it. Because they could get that, they could get that at the synagogue. They could get that at... Hello? 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 They could get that at the... Hello there. Hello? Hey, Jesus said if you don't worship me, even the rocks are going to cry out. If you don't shout, my watch is going to do it. Take that. <laughs> Something happened. They're out in the streets. They thought, what is the world is going on? And they said, who are these people? Are they not all Galileans? How is it that we hear them speak in our own language, the wonderful works of God? How is it? How can it be? And old Peter that said, cursed if I know him. The one that says, I'll die. And then he ran. He, he says that Peter stood up among them. You know, Peter that was scared of the religious leaders, and rightfully so. Right there in the, right there in the temple. And Peter said, men and brethren. He says, these, these men ain't drunk like you think. He said, it's just 9 o'clock in the morning. I ain't going to say nothing. It's just, not, it's just 9 o'clock in the morning. You know what he said? But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. You know, and he began to lay it out. But you know what else he did? We like, we like that part. But you turn, you, still in chapter 2, he began to talk to all those religious leaders. And he began to say, this Jesus, whom you crucified. <laughs> Listen to that. This Jesus, whom you crucified, has been made both Lord and Christ. Think about it. He put his life on the line that very second. This Jesus whom you crucified. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, but you know what it led to? It led to a revival. 3,000 people on that very day. Just the men got saved. Next day, turn the page. 5,000. And you don't think you need the Holy Ghost. You don't think you need the Holy Ghost. I told you, something's wrong with me. Because whenever the world pushes and punches, it don't make me want to run. It makes me want to fight. And so, having done all, Stand. Is there anybody in the room? Is there anybody in the room that no? Hey, you didn't. You didn't need to lose steam. In the last ten minutes, because what I came to tell you is that we're going to have church at Mag. We're going to have. Uh, what I'm going to try to tell you is, it ain't an option. There's going to be somebody in this place. You know what? You keep striking a match, Matt. Eventually, you're going to get catch fire. 
And you know what? The drier it is and the more tender there is, we're going to keep striking the match. We're going to keep pouring in the oil. And you know what? It's going to catch. And it may catch you. You know what usually happens? I'll take my watch off because it was shouting. Uh, you know what usually happens in these things? The last one in, when they, when they finally get in, then they, they, they get a little radical and that's okay. And then they, they, begin, to, they begin to be like Barney Fife, like, like, I, like I did it. But you know what? I don't care, Barney. Strut. Just get in. Just get in. Get your bullet out and let's go. Don't make no difference to me. Just do it. All right, has anybody heard anything? Hey, if it's just me and Steve and Matt, Darren will let you in too. Just me and De- Steve and Darren and Matt. Haven't, we, we're going to have some church. Jeff, you moved all the way down here. You might as well have church too. Can I ask you a question? Because I, I can stomp and spit and be mad and all that, all that. But do you feel it? Do you believe it? Can I ask you a question? Are you hungry? <coughs> Are you tired of it? Because you know what? I'm tired of it. And you know what? I, I've told Heather and Kat in the office a while ago. I've told staff in staff meetings. I've told you all three times. And I'm telling you, I'm as serious as, as, as a widow make a heart attack. That if we're going to, if it takes shutting it all down to know who we are, then that's what we're going to do. Because if we filled the house up and nobody's saved and baptized in the Holy Ghost and, and kids are, and we're not losing our kids and we keep losing our kids and, and we, we, we didn't do anything. We didn't do anything. What profit a man that gains the whole world and loses his own soul? What profit a church if he, if he has 100, 100 kids in a, in, a, in a school and nobody's saved? What in the world? What in the world's a youth group or a children's ministry going to do if you got 150 little hillions and none of them are getting saved? You know what? They ought to be getting saved when they're four and five years old. They ought to be getting baptized in the Holy Ghost when they're five and six years old. You say that's too young? No, 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 no. You come way, way, way too late to tell me that. I've seen too many. I'm. T- you know what? I'm trying to tell you. We should be winning up front instead of playing catch up. We should be. Say it again, Mama. Say it again, Mama. Say it again. Why don't you stand up and say that? Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. We don't catch them when they're five. We'll catch you later. But, I, but you know what? Thank God for grace. Thank God for grace. But you know what would have been better? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 
Let me throw something at you real quick. See if you can see if it'll stick. Let me talk to you about these kids. Miracles are wonderful. Bill, you're a miracle. And miracles are wonderful. And we need them. I want to see them. More just like that. That'll do. Miracles are wonderful. But you know what I... You know, let me tell everybody in this house something. The most blessed person in this room is the person that never needs a miracle in their life. Do you know that? The most blessed... Miracles are awesome. I want them. But the most blessed individual I'll ever meet is the, guy, is the person has, that has never needed a miracle. Because you know why? Because to get a miracle, you had to have a crisis. To, to need a miracle, you've got to be at a place of desperation where if God don't do it. And I, you know what? I thank God that he does it. I thank God that he does it. Somebody hear me. I thank God that he does it. But you know what? You know what the greatest testimony ever was? The greatest testimony that's ever been is I was born again when I was a kid. I don't know anything about the world. I've been, in, I've been living for the Lord all of my life. I got, I got saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit so young I can hardly even remember it. And I've lived for Him all the days of my life. That's the greatest testimony that you will ever hear. And I want it to be the testimony of the children of Mac Church. And the teenagers and the students of Mag Church. That's the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. Stand with me all over this house. There's too many preachers living for people writing checks. Trying to please. Trying to keep them, trying to keep butts in seats. Pardon me for saying so. But they're trying to keep butts in seats. And checks in the bag. Here's one thing I know. That God, God, God doesn't need our money. When, you, when, when God's got you, He gets all of you. He gets all of you. When God gets all of you, I, I learned a long time ago, the last thing to get saved is pocketbook. Uh, it is. But I'm going to tell you, he, he paid taxes with a coin in a fish's mouth. People try to hold it, not for sale. Yeah. I want to shut up and I'm trying. Let me help somebody. All that stuff is just living for God. There's people that think because they give to churches and they get that they think they're doing God a favor. No, that's the, that's the, that's the baseline. Do you understand that? That you ain't nothing special because you're doing what the Bible asks you to do. You're just a Christian. Don't shout when I'm preaching. Don't anybody fall out. You ain't nothing special for obeying what the Word of God says. That's just that's expected. You know when God gets impressed with you? I'll tell you when God gets impressed with you. When you start walking in obedience. Period. 
when you can hear, when you can, when you can, when you can feel the slightest shift in the wind of the Spirit. When you can hear the lowest whisper. Because remember, it was earthquake. It wasn't God. Whirlwind. It wasn't God. Wildfire. It wasn't there. Still small voice. You know what he said? That's me! That's me. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Highest form of worship. Obedience. That's it. 